1: Welcome back, afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, got to tell you about Rocky Mountain Eurosport. What a great place to go. If you want to drive your dream car today, it's an intimate buying experience, and everybody deserves that, whether it's a luxury ride or Foreign car, a domestic car. Uh, They also service all makes and models. They have great finance options and they always have great events going on. And you're going to love this one. They are hosting a 4x4 event on June 4th called 4x4 Colorado's Rigs and Tacos. They're asking people to bring their lifted trucks, SUVs, and other cool gear to this event. They're going to have a couple of food trucks hip pops denver and cooking with crown they're also going to be featuring some lifted trucks and suvs also on memorial day which is right around the corner rocky mountain eurosport will have its customer appreciation day at both locations in denver and in parker you want a great ride go to rocky mountain eurosport in denver and in parker
0: time now for the lead The lead is presented by smoke at Dave's barbecue and brew Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont Lyons, and Estes park.
1: Well, George Payton at his press conference last week said he seeks opinions from everybody, including the interns. So I suppose it would only make sense for him to ask the opinion of Russell Wilson. Talk to Russ. I talked to Russ daily and, uh, you know, kind of tell him maybe our plan and what we're looking for and, and our needs. And, and uh, Russ is, he's a football junkie, and he'll want to know maybe what players we're looking at, and I'll tell him, and he'll watch him and give me his opinion. And, you know, he's a great resource, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just good having him around.
2: I'll be fascinating to see if this actually results in any, in the scales being tipped toward any player. Uh, based on what Russell Wilson said, I think that the joke will be like if the Broncos come out of these three days of the draft with three guys from Wisconsin, the joke's gonna be, "Well, guess Russ was having quite an impact on that draft, right?" Well, fortunately, fortunately,
1: the Broncos don't need any positions at the skill positions, maybe with the exception of tight end. Aaron Rodgers always wanted a wide receiver. Okay, mm-hmm. never got his wish. Instead got a backup quarterback in Jordan Love. Now I can see where Russell Wilson would say, hey, can we pick up an offensive lineman? Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm I think for Russell Wilson, being in Seattle, he didn't feel it was collaborative. We know with George Payton it is collaborative. Doesn't mean he's going to take your opinion and turn it into a draft pick, but he is the type of guy who will listen to what you have to say. And I don't think George has his mind made up pretty much about anything. I think he seeks the advice of others, and then he forms an opinion on that. I mean, the way George Payton approaches his job, in a lot of ways, it's the same way I approach my job, which is, I know I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I know Danny would agree with that. We've known known each other for a long time. When I make decisions, I talk to people who are smarter than me and it's not just one person. A lot of my opinions are based on other people who I have talked to. And then I think, okay, does this make sense to me? Does this not make sense to me? And then I form an opinion on it. I'm not saying that I do it the right way. I am not suggesting that I'm a great decision maker. But what I am good at is, is knowing people who are smarter than me, and I listen to what everybody has to say before I make a decision.
2: It's another data point, right? You have all the film, you have all the all the measurables. In the, in the case of a lot of these guys, you've had one-on-one conversations with them at some point or, or five-on-one or six-on-one, whether uh, you're at the Senior Bowl or you're at the Combine or you had them in for a top-30 visit and so on. It's just it's something else to consider, right? I mean, maybe whether it's the intern or the unnamed intern or Russell Wilson... Maybe they noticed something that perhaps you didn't, right? It's just, it's another, it's another piece of the puzzle. You're trying, you're trying your best to get as complete a picture as you can, knowing that you're not going to have a complete picture, knowing that you're not going to know. So what's another jigsaw puzzle piece to maybe give you a better idea of what this prospect is going to look like?
1: Right. I, I agree in the theory there can be paralysis by analysis. Sometimes there can be too much information, but when you're seeking the opinions of others, it's important to understand who their contacts mm-hmm. are and who their sources are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. If, if I'm being told a story at the Valley and I'm being told it came from the chef, A, I'm not going to take that opinion quite seriously but in the long run, I am not gonna take the opinion of that person who told it to me, who sources the chef, seriously moving forward.
2: I mean that I, I mean I do think for example With all due yeah, respect to well, the chef. Well, I do think for example, if you have uh, if for let's say you're looking at um a player from Alabama, right? I think you'd be nuts not to go ask Patrick Sertan what he what he thinks of him. I agree. Now that being said, it's part of the puzzle because in the scouting process, you've had, you undoubtedly have had somebody in your organization talk to their position coach, talk to the head coach, even talk to people around the pro, around the program, right? Okay, let me ask it you. It fills in, It just fills in another gap. Let me ask you something. You
1: think George talked to Jerry Judy before he drafted Pat Sertan? They went up against each other in practice all the time.
2: I think it's possible. The one thing that might have worked against him in that moment would have been, you were still kind of coming out of COVID yeah. and it was, and, and Peyton had just been hired. Okay. I want to ask you, so something. I wouldn't, I, I would say possibly, but I can't, it, it was, it was so awkward even last year that uh, I don't, I don't know if for certain if, if they would have done that.
1: Okay. You put something in the show notes and I would like you to read it because I, my question is in the question that you wrote, are you stating this as fact from what you know or are you saying this, this is what you heard?
2: It is what, it has been reported by okay. multiple sources All right. that uh, one of the reasons why the Chiefs took Clyde Edwards to in 2020 was because Patrick Mahomes was advocating for him. Liked him, knew him, that was his guy. In retrospect, that was not a good pick for the Chiefs, because the guy they passed on at running back, Jonathan Taylor, is a legitimate MVP candidate two years into his career, and frankly, Taylor in that offense might have meant another Super Bowl appearance for the Kansas City Chiefs over the last two seasons. How good?
1: Listen, you know this better than yeah. I do. How how versatile is Jonathan Taylor? Incredibly
2: versatile. So he's a great pass catcher, and he. he That's one of the reasons why I liked him so much in 2020 was because unlike some backs that have come out of Wisconsin over the years, they used him extensively as a target in the passing game. So he had that skill set to him.
1: When I look at a young quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, you got to earn a little bit more with me. I'll I'll, I'll take the, the word of a veteran who I believe is a student of the game. Is a student of college football, not just some guy that I like. Clyde Edwards Hilaire has tons of potential. He hasn't reached it yet. And I'm with mm-hmm. you on that. And we don't know what his career is going to look like. We know what Jonathan Taylor's career looks like as of right now. But if we're being fair, I think Jonathan Taylor's a heck of a player. But he's also playing behind one of the top offensive lines in football.
2: That's fair, but I th- but the Chiefs' offense. But that's no, it's yeah. not fair. That's fact. It's a fact, but I don't. But he also has better vision than Edward helaire Also, more reliable pass catcher. I mean, just looking at it empirically, Taylor had the better resume. But to go back to what happened a couple of years ago in uh, in in Kansas in Kansas in Kansas City, you had um, Brett Veach, the GM. Literally sent Patrick Mahomes a text and asked him who are players that you would want with the Chiefs out of the draft. And Mahomes responded, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Well, maybe
1: he knew Clyde Edwards Hilaire well. He did. He did know. I mean, but the question is, how well did he know Jonathan
2: Taylor? He didn't know Jonathan Taylor. Then then you can't take that opinion. You have to be able to know both guys. and And this is and this is why I think it's a little different for Russell Wilson than than Patrick Mahomes. Because with Mahomes, the players in twenty twenty coming into draft in the draft were players that he would be still young enough to know kind of from the college ranks, from, you know, oh, this guy was in, you know, we we were at we we were at this camp together, blah, blah, blah. Russell Wilson is a decade removed from playing college football. Right. He's not viewing this as, oh, this is somebody I knew from this camp. He's viewing it more from a scout perspective, as in I watched the film or at most talking to a coach that he knows from his college days to get some intel. And that's kind of why the I, I joke about if the Broncos end up with multiple Wisconsin Badgers, then you're probably going to know that Russell Wilson had a little bit of impact. Well, if they play offensive that. line, I might not have a problem with it. There's a lot of good offensive linemen come out of Wisconsin. I'd love Leo Chenault, the linebacker, though, this year. on On day two, probably. What's probably his last name? A C C H E N A L. He'd be about good for about the seventy fifth pick.
1: It's not Chenault.
2: It's not. There's not a T it's on the Chennault?
1: end. Not Chenault. Not. Is it it's Chenault?
2: C H E N A L. All right. Just checking. Coming up after the break, the Broncos had
1: their voluntary minicamp this week. You and I, Mace, had a chance to uh, have nice sit-downs with a bunch of players, including the new guy at slot corner, Kwan Williams. What does he have to say about joining a new team? Why did he come here? And now that we're going into the draft, how good do you feel about the depth at cornerback with Sertan, Darby, and Williams being the starters? That's next.
0: drive with goodman and mason presented by silter Harmazda. a no pressure buying experience in broomfield at silter Harmazda. find them at sth live from the sasquatch casino and wildcard casino sports desk here's eric and andrew
1: welcome back afternoon drive goodman mason watch us mylifesports.com you can reach us on the rocky mountain forest products twitter feed at mace denver at eric goodman if you're looking for a wholesale alum to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. If you want something for everyone, this is absolutely the place to go. First of all, watching sports, it's a really a great place to go. Uh, May you have been there. TV's all over the place. You can watch your favorite games, and they have all the packages as well. By the way, if you're an Avs fan, and of course the playoffs start next week, they are an Avs bar. So when the Avs are playing, two for one, on Stella Pitchers. You like to play pool? You're not going to have to wait in line to play pool on one or two pool tables. They have a pool hall with 15 of them. And every weekend, Friday and Saturday, they have live music with no cover. Oh, and I forgot to mention their happy hour. Check this out. Every day, two for one on wine, well, and drafts from three until seven every day. Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar. The best out there. They just happen to be in Lakewood. Time
0: now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker Because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience Or find them online at rmeurosport.com I
1: have no idea if the Broncos plan on bringing back Bryce Callahan If they do, well, he would be a luxury Because they did find the slot guy that they wanted Mason and I caught up with K1 Williams earlier this week
3: what made you want to come to Denver? Uh, just a new opportunity, you know, I was excited, just thrilled to be here and ready to work.
2: What are your first impressions of uh, Kochi's defense so far and how it fits your skill set?
3: Oh, it's been, it's been great, you know, just adjusting, communicating with the guys and just uh, just working. How much better does Russell
1: Wilson make you during practice?
3: Oh, uh, it's great competing against a guy like that. You know, he's been in this league a long time, accomplished a lot in this league. So it's just going against and competing against the best is always good. Was that a factor in you coming here? Uh, I would say so. Also, you know, a couple of guys came over here. Uh, I know some guys on the staff also too.
2: You faced him quite a bit, obviously before. But uh, what have you learned about kind of him that's different now than what you saw as his opponent the last few years?
3: Uh. Overall, like, I never got to see him as a, he's a teammate, he's a great teammate, great leader. And just seeing him on the field and see how he operate the offense has been great. I know that you were in the, in a different conference, but what were your
1: impressions of the Broncos and the AFC before you came here?
3: Uh, I just knew they had a, a young, talented group, especially on the back end, a lot of vets and a lot of guys that's competing and making plays. So that's, I got a chance to view them. Yeah.
1: As an older player now, I mean, you're still young, compared to me, you're young, yeah. you're young enough to be my son. Mm-hmm. What can you help a Pat Sertan with? Do you guys? How much do you guys talk, and what kind of ideas do you share?
3: Uh, I mean, our, our room—we just getting to know each other. So right now, it's more so just filling out the room and just—he's uh, great. He's great skill set. Great, amazing young corner in this league. Got a lot of great technique, and uh, he's a baller.
2: What's his ceiling? From what you've seen of Pat so far?
3: No ceiling. This guy—he he could be the greatest. You know, what I mean, he's—he got all the skill sets, all the potential out there, and he works hard. He comes to work every day. So yeah
1: looking at the three or four wide receivers on this team what type of challenges are they going to bring for opposing defenses because they're all sort of also different
3: yeah like all of them different some jerry's very shifty you got bigger receivers tim tim is great with his route so it's just good just having a lot of flavors on the team and being able to mix it up
2: yeah what's what's your scouting report then on courtland as well like what he brings on the outside
3: uh, right now, I'm just still getting to learn yeah. uh, more so what we doing on the defensive end, and those guys going to do what they do on the offense.
2: Very businesslike is K1 Williams, which means he, which means he fits well in that room. Pat, yeah. Pat Sertan, number one corner, very businesslike in terms of how he goes about things as well. But clearly, uh, K1's been around the block a few times, but you can see how impressed he is with Pat Sertan already just by being with him in practice for a little bit. Right.
1: Okay, so let's look at the draft coming up. Mm hmm.
2: All right, you can make the case they
1: certainly need an edge rusher. You can make the case they need a cornerback. But with that, and you look at the depth on this roster, Vic Fangio is never that crazy about Michael Ogimudier. I don't know if you still believe in him. Uh, St. Bassey is still on the roster as well. Um, We have no idea if Ronald Darby is going to be back on this roster next season, and sometimes you have to look a little ahead when Russell Wilson signs his new contract. And I believe there is no dead cap on Darby. Is that fair to say? Is that correct? Minimal dead cap. Minimal dead cap. So I want to say it's about
2: two or three million dollars.
1: So if you have a pick sixty-four, the Broncos stay there. You have an edge rusher in your mind is a seven and a half, and you have a cornerback who is an eight. What are you doing?
2: So what was the first one? Edge is seven. Edge is cornerback seven is eight. and a half.
1: Cornerback is eight, but remember, there's far more depth in this draft with edge rushers. And that cornerback is not going to be there by the time the Broncos probably pick again in the third round.
2: Actually, if I had to bet on a position at sixty-four, I would bet on corner. There isn't as much depth, right? I mean, guy, you know, there. Sixty-four. Even if they trade down a little bit, Cam Taylor, britt out of of Nebraska. Raj McCreary out of Auburn. These are two names with different skill sets, but they're names that I would keep my eye on for the yep. Broncos adding. Um, Tariq Woolen, if they want to go for speed and length, but someone who's incredibly raw technically. Uh, Tariq Woolen out of Texas Antonio is somebody who could be on the list. I ha- Having watched him, despite his straight line speed, it's kind of surprising how often he gets beat off the line when he is when he is in press coverage now, obviously the Broncos do a lot of zone, but technically, I think Woolen has so far to go that while I you can be seduced by the speed, the thing that I see often from him is when he gets beat, he grabs. I think he's yeah. a passing interference penalty waiting to happen. Yep. Um. So Woolen would be may, would be lower on my list. And if the Broncos draft streak, Woolen, will. Well, We'll have that same discussion again on Monday. Okay. But I like McCreary a lot more because McCreary doesn't have the measurables in terms of speed, quickness, the time speed. But the film is great. He's technically advanced. He's gone up against really good receivers in the SEC and flourished. And I think uh, if you had to put McCreary out there extensively in, in year one, he'd be ready to go.
1: Okay, you tell me because you probably know this better than I do. So you have your top three guys, Sertan, Darby, and Williams. Sertan is fantastic. Williams as a slot guy is excellent. Yes, he is. As a slot guy. Darby's good. Um, he's not great, but he's better than average. He's a good he, He's a good number two. That's, okay. That's, okay. that's what you ask him to be. He, so they go to a dime package.
2: Mm-hmm. Would you
1: draft the guy in the second round and throw him out there? Or would you rather have maybe a Kareem Jackson be that guy?
2: Or Caden Stearns with Kareem Jackson. Or or Caden Stearns. I mean, yeah, don't don't bring up to Kareem Jackson the notion that he might not be starting.
1: Well, I gotta tell you. He did not take that well this week. He is going after a lot of people in the media right now. This is what I would say to Kareem Jackson. Okay? And I say this with all due respect. And he is quite anytime you say with all due respect, there's about there's about to be a hammer dropping. He is a hitter. No one's gonna he can level people. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a big time hitter. Metaphorically. And, and he's a way. he's more than a he's a better than average safety. At
2: least he he has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? What deal did they sign him back for? Uh, Two and a half million incentives could could approach could 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 go north of four million.
1: OK, so but what was the base salary that he got? Two and a half. Two and a half million.
2: And I, he, I, he and Melvin Gordon got very similar base. OK, so salaries. this is this is what
1: I would say to Kareem Jackson. If we're being real. If he was sitting across the table from me, this is what I would say to him. You know as well as I do that professional athletes measure themselves against each other by how much they are making. So what does that say about you? Because he came out on Twitter and said, every team in the league would want me. I could start on any team. Mm Mm-hmm. Does two and a half million a year sound like a starting safety in this league? I'm not, just, I'm just going by the not numbers.
2: guaranteed. I'll, I'll also give you another another number. Last year, when he was targeted, according to Sportradar.com, one thirteen point three rating when he was targeted. We'll explain that to our listeners. That means when the quarterback threw in his direction, uh, he the those passes resulted in a one thirteen passer rating which basically would mean that's bad. That's basically 113.3 for a passer rating for a quarterback over a season long basis would be uh, no worse than about third in the league. That's high. That's MVP caliber. So those are numbers. So a quarterback Mm -hmm. is having a day Yes, when
1: he throws in your
2: direction. Basically, and that's something that that was a huge drop-off from twenty twenty when the rating when thrown at him was eighty five point two and then twenty nineteen was seventy five point eight.
1: This is what I this is this is what I would add to this. Mm-hmm. Because let's call it is about numbers and that's how players evaluate themselves against other players. Mm-hmm. Is there a starting safety in this league that is making under 2.5 million?
2: There are, but they're first contract guys.
1: Okay. Let's not talk about first contract guys. Let's talk about second contract guys. Because Kareem Jackson is not on his second contract. He's like on his third contract. Is there a guy making under 2.5? And if the answer is no, if the answer is no, then the way the NFL views you, which is how much they want to pay you, Mm -hmm. then you are considered the worst starting safety
2: in this league outside of a guy in his rookie contract. Do you want me to count how many guys are making... More on an average per year basis than Kareem Jackson at safety. Sure. It's now not be, now remember it's now, not going to be great radio. Maybe we could get the the Jeopardy theme going. There. Now now remember
1: something is you start counting, you start counting.
2: I'll talk. You start right. counting. got okay? One
1: two. There three are four. No, you don't. Don't do it. I'll talk. Because I'll talk over you, which I usually do anyway. There's there are 32 <laughs> teams. There are 32 teams. They usually start two safeties, so that means. If that number goes over sixty-four, or take away the guys who are on first contracts, if you're on the other side of that, then the league doesn't think very
2: highly of you. Right. So you might think highly of yourself, like Eric Decker did. Believe it or not, there are some guys who have higher per year values who are on their first, uh, who are on their first contract. Okay. Just, uh, just for the record, and and by the way, actually. According to uh, over the cap, it's not even 2.5 million. My bad. The average uh, per year per year value for him is 2 million, not 2.5.
1: And I say this with all due respect to Kareem Jackson. He's 34, and that's one reason why teams are not falling all over themselves to get him. It's not his fault that he is 34 and that he just turned 34. He's been an effective safety for a long time, and I say good on him for being in the league as long as he's been in the league. He was drafted in 2010. He's going into, what, his 12th or
2: 13th season? Good yes, for him. And he is 51st in average per year value contract-wise. Are we including the guys who are in first-year contracts? That includes first-year contracts.
1: That includes
2: it? Yes. And there, are 32, and there are 64 starting safeties in the league.
1: So he's considered one of the bottom safeties in the league when you just look at uh-huh. when you just look at salary.
2: Like for example, some of the guys that are just above him, Richie Grant of the Falcons, Kyle Duggar of the Patriots, their first contract guys.
1: Now remember, there are a lot of veterans out there right now. Um, who is the wide receiver? There are a couple of wide receivers out there right now who don't even have deals. A couple of big name wide receivers. Julio Jones, he doesn't have a deal, does he?
2: Right, I mean that doesn't
1: mean he he's Sam, not a great player or wasn't a great player. Sammy
2: Watkins just got signed by Green Bay. Man, you saw how long he, you saw how long he lingered on the market. And right? I know
1: that. Listen, I know that Kareem Jackson, Jarvis
2: Landry's still out. That's there. right. Will Fuller's still out there. T. Right. Y. Hilton's still out there. But there weren't teams falling all over. And yet. no one's taken a shot on Cole Beasley yet. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. Coming up after the break. That was too easy. Um, Coming up after the break, tomorrow night you're going to see a
1: former Bronco on television as he is being honored, as he is going to be announcing one of the third-round picks for the Broncos tomorrow. The question is, has the road now been paved for him to enter the ring of fame as the Broncos asked him to do this? Because a lot of the past guys who've been asked to do this are in the ring of fame. That's next.
0: I kick your face, you'd soon be seeing them. Hey little girl, keep your hands top of me. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. I'll soon be with you, my love. Welcome
1: back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us at You can reach us. On the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Heck, I'm a
2: throwback Thursday today. Oh, yeah. I like it, Danny.
1: Good job. I'm glad. Good job. Time now for the uh, thing that we call What's Trending.
0: What's Trending? Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure-buying experience at Silterhar Mazda, or find them at sthmazda.com
1: got to tell you, I was thrilled when I saw this. Elvis Dumerville will announce one of the Broncos' third-round picks on Friday night. He will join other former Broncos who have done this. Carl Mecklenburg, Randy Gratishar, Billy Thompson, Terrell Davis, Steve Atwater. Uh, all those guys in the ring of fame. Do you think this now opens the door for Elvis? Absolutely. I don't think the Broncos just accidentally picked him.
2: This is It's never accidental on... Who the players or the ex players are that are asked to read picks, especially when it's the first one, the first one up, and it's going to be a third round pick. But he is the first ex player who's going to announce a pick for the Broncos this year. Right. This that means he's going to be there. There's gonna, you know. It, this is reserved. Usually you've seen like, as you get into day three, some guys like uh, Jake Plummer, for example, has done this. Right. But typically when you're talking about day two, you are talking about guys like Steve Atwater's done it. Um, Broncos legends, Broncos legends. Um, This was used to kind of, as part of an olive branch and welcoming back to Al Wilson a few years ago.
1: Right. As well. This is what people don't realize about Elvis Doomerville. He played in 91 games Had 63 and a half sacks. The only guy who has a higher per sack average per game Mm -hmm. in Broncos history is Von Miller. And that is it. Simon Fletcher, 97. The the guy who leads the way is Von Miller with 110 and a half Mm -hmm. sacks. Simon Fletcher, considered one of the greatest pass rushers in Broncos history, yeah, did have 97 and a half sacks. He did it in 172 games. Our friend Carl Mecklenburg, Seventy nine sacks, still fantastic, and he moved
2: all over. Yeah, sacks are not the whole story with Carl. In no the way question they are for an edge rusher,
1: but he played in one hundred and eighty games. Okay, mm-hmm. you can make the case Elvis
2: Dumervil is
1: the second greatest sack guy in Broncos history.
2: Yeah, I I, I don't think you can just make the case for it. I think he is the second best pass edge rusher in the history of the Denver Broncos. I um, mean, let's put this in perspective yeah. here. Okay? And by the way, three time three time Pro Bowl and a first team All Pro. Right. Let's put this in perspective. We can all agree
1: Derek Wolf is a very good player with the Broncos, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to trash on him. He was a great player for the Broncos. He had 33 sacks his entire career here. Different position, though. Interior defensive I lines. understand. 108 games. Rulon Jones.
2: Is that more apples to apples? Not quite, because he was a 3-4 defensive end, so he was interior, too. Okay. That's fine. Bradley Chubb would be at would be apples to apples.
1: Well... <laughs> Well, that's a little different. Right. Totally different. Because of Bradley Chubb's Simon career.
2: Fletcher would be apples to apples.
1: Okay. Simon Fletcher was, I think, he got to the quarterback 0. .56 times per game.
2: Yeah, he basically had about nine sacks every 16 games. Okay. Elvis it's, Dumerville had 11 sacks every 16 games.
1: 0. .69. Yeah. And, El, and uh, Vaughn is 0. .77.
2: Mm-hmm. Bonds so at twelve sacks per sixteen. Right. And if you're at double digits per sixteen over the course of your career, and not his whole career, but obviously because that's obviously just in Denver, you're damn good. Right. And I think the thing with Elvis Dumervil is that people get too caught up in how things ended. Right. Uh, with the whole fax machine snafu and all that. Yep. When the Broncos asked him to take a pay cut, and then think the best way you can describe it is that the communication. Between Doomerville's agent and the team, it broke down at both ends. I agree. This is not something, but I, I think it's le- it's not on Doomerville himself. It's more on the business side of things. And, you know, it, part of it was uh, they dilly dally too long. And as a result, they're trying to get things done within minutes of the 2 p.m. deadline. They're relying on fax machines. The Broncos had to cut him or they would not be in salary cap compliance for that day you have to be in cap compliance at 2 p.m. every day here's something else that I think you might find shocking
1: so there are unofficial leaders and official leaders uh-huh. in terms of overall sacks get your hand away from that mouse I'm I want to ask you where do you think Elvis Doomerville ranks all time according to NFL official stats since 1982. Well, you're not typing something in there, are you? No, I'm not. Good. Well, get your hand off the
2: keyboard. Well, I'm typing something. I'm not typing what you think I'm typing.
1: Where do you think... Okay, I'll ask you, Danny. Where do you think... And I'm going to ask you too, Mace. Where do you think Elvis Dumerville is all-time on the all-time
2: official sack list?
4: For the Broncos or for everyone?
2: NFL. This is including... He had had an all-pro season in Baltimore, too. Okay.
1: Where do you think he is all-time? Um... He's top, top 100. Question. He's top
2: 100. 32. Mace? I know he made it. He just barely made it over 100 sacks. Okay. So I think that would put him around 30. You guys are both
1: right on it. He is 29th all time. 29th. Elvis Doomerville at 5'11". Long arms. But five 29th foot 11.
2: greatest sack artist ever 29th i mean that's not hall of fame but that's team ring of fame territory
1: well maybe that's why he's going to get a chance to introduce one of the third round picks and here's what's yeah. interesting what if the broncos trade back and that's when he's announcing that'd be fun no it he's wouldn't
2: in. be fun now it wouldn't be fun for him what do you mean like if they trade back he still announces the pick oh at the four, and like in the fourth round they'll they'll well remember they have two third round picks right too. i hope it's the first one right or the second one. Hope he gets if the If they chance. trade back, he's still going to announce a pick. Right. That's go, That is going to happen. Right. And if they trade back, if they split, uh, they like last year when they turned one third rounder into two. Right. They already have two third rounders, but if they took one of those and turned it into two picks, I believe he would announce both of them. Yeah. No. So, yeah, he he will get his turn at the podium. To announce the newest Denver Bronco. It would be kind of cool if he could announce an edge rusher. This just, is Just for symbolic purposes. I think that would be a lot of fun. This is the company that Elvis Doomerville
1: is keeping. Neil Smith. Mm-hmm. J.J. Watt. Jim Jeffcoat. Kevin Carter. Chandler Jones. Von Miller. Mm-hmm. That's the company
2: he's keeping. Good names. I mean, some yep. of the... You know, Pat Swilling, a guy you love. Yeah, these are...
1: Sean most, Jones. Most
2: of those guys, they're not Hall of Famers, but they are legitimate parts of team... Ring, they're at the team ring of fame or Hall of Fame, team Hall of Fame level. Right. Um. Charles Haley's yeah. in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? Yes. He's ahead of Charles Haley by five sacks. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Of course, Charles Haley also got to a couple of... Uh, he sure did. Super, poor Elvis Dumerville. He just he just missed the Broncos Super Bowl and he just missed the Ravens Super Bowl, right? Because of how how things went. But look, if not for the facts, snap, it's interesting to think about that. Because if not for the facts, snafu, I don't think Demarcus Ware is a Denver Bronco. You might be right. I think Elvis. I think Elvis ends up playing the next few years. Yeah, because as he showed in Baltimore, he was still a very effective pass rusher. It wasn't. It wasn't that he wasn't good enough. It was a again. It was a salary thing. They they wanted him to take a pay cut, and he did, and he agreed to it. But then again, they the business side of it broke down. They pushed it too long, and the Broncos had and, to cut and, him. It, and, it's a shame, but it should, it should not be held against him for his body. And oh, by the way, I'm mentioning Jim Jeffcoat. Jim Jeffcoat played far
1: more years. Yeah, he played like 15 years, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Neil Smith played more years. Kevin Carter played more elvis years play
2: like 11 years right
1: trace armstrong played more years pat swilling played more years mm-hmm. a lot of these guys have played more years so when you look at sack per game average mm-hmm. i wonder what that would look like how much higher elvis doomerville would go what do we have coming up on argonaut wine and liquor just in case you missed it
4: Coming up on Just In Case You Missed It, I've got a couple more draft questions if we have time, and also we'll talk about the NBA playoff games this evening. Three potential closeout games for road teams in the NBA tonight. All that on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
1: Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word.
0: The final word Are you ready? is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at McKenzieFirm.com. Just in case you missed it is presented by Argonaut Wine and Wicker. You need to see why Westward named it the best wicker store in Denver, 5 years running. Or order online at argonautwicker.com.
4: Just in case you missed it, NBA playoffs this evening going up against the first round of the NFL draft. We've already got a couple games going on right now. The 76ers and Raptors tied at 46. That game on NBA TV. On TNT, Suns at Pelicans. The Pelicans holding on to a 22, 21 to 19 point lead uh, early on in that one. Booker is playing uh, in that game six and then the late game Mavericks at Jazz, eight o'clock p.m. on TNT. All three road teams lead their respective series three to two. Who advances tonight, and who extends to a game seven? Um. That's a great guys, answer.
2: Yeah.
1: I, my favorite is always um.
4: Well, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking
2: about it. Um. Yeah. Psh, there you go again.
1: I, I think Toronto gets it to a game seven. Oh, that'd be great. And you know my reason, right? Can I give you another reason why? And not the beyond? Yeah. What you, Beyond what you want to see? Because the blowhard of blowhards, Nick Wright, said on television today, Jokic should not be eligible to win another MVP until he makes it to the NBA Finals. Nick Wright is well known to be an idiot. He is, and I'll tell you why. Because if his boy, Joel Embiid, gets knocked out by the Raptors, Joel didn't even <laughs> get by the first round.
4: And he would be the first player ever to... Uh lose the series after leading
1: 3-0. But he's so good.
4: And he is really good.
1: This is about the regular season, not about the postseason. Why does anybody listen to Nick Wright anyway? Is he on FS1? Yeah. I can't even find he that
4: on the hidden dial. hidden up there on FS1. I-, yep. I have
2: no idea where that is on the dial. Yeah. No idea. Just FS1, I mean, the keeping Skip Bayless and Nick Wright gainfully employed, I mean... and. And Colin Cowherd as well. I mean, I like Cowherd. You talk about it. I, I like Cowherd. I, I can't stand him. He he is he is the nerd who cheers for the bully in the schoolyard, not realizing that he's the next one who's about to get his lunch money taken. By the way, Pelicans leading the Suns twenty five twenty two, and I think know. the Pels get it done tonight.
1: It'd be great. Yeah, a couple of game sevens. Yep, I would love to see the Suns get knocked out because they've lost one player, one player,
4: one player. One player. Do the Mavs uh, get it done, or do the Jazz take it to Game 7 as well? Um, I, I think the Mavs get it done tonight. I think they get it done, too. Just in case you missed it, of course, NFL Draft tonight starting here in just a few minutes. Uh, what's one of your favorite parts of the NFL Draft?
2: Mm, when Roger Goodell gets booed when he walks up on the stage wow. for the first time. It's a wow. tradition unlike any other. That one of the things that bothered me about the film Draft Day back in 2014... Is that they redub the sound to make it sound like people are cheering Roger Goodell. I'm like don't whitewash it that way. He actually leans into the boost. It's like when Gary Bettman gets booed when it's time to present the Stanley Cup. At some it's become a tradition. You know what I love? When
1: these so called draft experts who put together seven mock drafts clearly know more than the guys who are doing the drafting and they refer to a pick as a bad pick. Like Mel Kiper Jr does that all the time. That's a bad pick. I how think the, the, how one, the hell do you know?
2: The one thing that you can say now is that positional value does matter. I agree. So you can attack a pick on I think on the on the value of it. Of okay, are you should you be picking this position at this point? That's fine. But the Broncos sitting down there at pick 64, I don't I don't think that's really the case because if the best player on the board by far is an interior offensive lineman that's a perfectly logical place to pick a really good interview. How many
1: experts floor? ridiculed George Payne for taking Sertan over Fields?
3: Tons
2: of, I, tons of them. I mean, I I questioned that. I didn't. I told I you, you I loved I, the pain. I know you didn't. I loved the pay. I liked Fields a lot more than you did. Oh, well, You still
1: do. That was the Argonaut Wine <laughs> and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, Argonaut always has great specials. Here are a few. Australian and New Zealand wines and sake are 15% off and don't forget Argonaut delivers in all deliveries and they deliver anywhere in the Denver metro area but if it's over a hundred bucks that's going to be free for you stop by Argonaut Wine and Liquor today off of Colfax and see why Westward named it the best liquor store again five years running for Argonaut Wine and Liquor off of Colfax or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com that's going to do it for us Alex Danny great job today Mace, go home, watch the draft, have fun. We'll talk about it tomorrow. All right, let's Make do it the best possible night you can. Ah-hoo,